Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for emerging entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to unlock their limitless potential through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited for today's conversation. I have one of my dearest friends and one of my old mentors, Wins McDonald, here today to just dive into self-mastery. What was that look for? That look was for you because you called me a mentor. I'm like, wow. You were a mentor today. That's high praise. (laughs) You helped me a lot when I was starting my business and figuring out systems and realizing that sometimes you don't have to force things. You delegate and get other people to do it for you. Ooh. You mean let other people play with their candy? Yes. I don't know how many times I would message you and be like, I can't get this stupid thing to work. And you would just fix it for me. And it took me probably a year to realize it would be a lot easier if I just got wins to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So wins, tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to our community. Say hello. I am. I I, I sort of can use this phrase, but I'm, I'm a recovering corporate warrior. Mm. Um, in the IT space. I've worked in many different industries over the years, um, healthcare, pharmaceuticals, engineering, different forms of tech, financial services industry. So I've gotten to see um, organizations from the inside. It's part of what makes me tick is figuring out how things work. And today I do that for organizations, small and medium. I try to stay away from the large ones because there's too much bureaucracy there for me. But yeah, mm-hmm. And usually founders or leaders or department heads come to me with a tech problem and I help them realize that it's a people working with tech challenge that we have to solve. And then we go down that road. Oh, I love that. Yes. And that's, Mm. I mean, that goes back to how I was always trying to do things myself and it was the people working with the technology, not the technology itself. Correct. Correct. Technology works if you tell it the right things to do. It's just a tool. That's it. And that's what I tell everyone. It's not the solution. And, and unfortunately, we have access today. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we have access today. So everybody <laughs> can sign up for something and download it. And they think, oh, this is going to solve my problem. <laughs> no, right. it's not. No, it's going to create a much bigger one. Right. Now you got a big <laughs> learning curve, all the things. Yeah. Right. So who are you most motivated to serve in your business? And who do you help the most? Ooh, um, it's usually a goddess. Um, she's, she is doing good things for a lot of people around her. She's gone through something or she's figured out how to do something. One of those two paths. So she's gone through something overcome and, or figured out something and how to help others. Mm-hmm. And then I am, I am there to make her people and technology work together to deliver what she desires. Get her back to doing what she does best, right? Usually the organization is pulling her apart, especially the business administration side of it is just ripping her apart and what she she does best is being lost somewhere. So I try to get her back on track and get her team back on track. 
Oh, I love that. So good. So this concept of self-mastery, it's mm -hmm. like this vague term that nobody really understands what it means. It's like the definition of success. Mm -hmm. So this is why I've started these conversations is because everybody has a different, different definition of it. And it kind of all melts together to create this beautiful unified definition. So what does self mastery mean to you? For me, it's manipulating my internal and external environment to put me on the shortest path to the goal I want to reach. Ooh. I like and, that. That's a good definition. And, and so, I mean, yes, we have willpower and, and we have desires to do certain things. But as we all know, willpower is limited. The, the biggest factor on the majority of us are the people that are around us, the, the items, the activities that are happening around us. And then, of course, the internal side of it, you know, thoughts, feelings, nutrition, food, etc. Um, and so the more you can manipulate that and, and, and change it, and we do have the ability to change it. That's one of the advantages of living in the part of the world with lots of resources and, and freedom in quotes. Um, <laughs> we will not go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, that's a, that's a rabbit hole, but <laughs> we can, we can sort of change and manipulate and orchestrate the environment to put us on a better path. Right. Absolutely. You know, the, the weight loss one is the, is always the big one. It's like, oh, make sure you don't have the snacks in the refrigerator. But it's it's really bigger than that. You know, it's what we've always been told. If you're around nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th. Mm -hmm. If you're around nine divorced people, you're going to be the 10th. If you're around nine fit people, you're going to be the 10th or you're going to be kicked out of the group. Right. Exactly. Right. If you're around nine partiers, you're going to be the 10th or they're going to be like, you're too boring. See you later. Yeah. And that, that's sort of the simple of it. But, but in turn, and, that, and that's where things like conferences, networking, for me, it's amazing to talk to um, business owners and, and, and professionals, and they don't want to talk to other business owners and professionals. Blows my mind. And I go, <laughs> what do you, where do you think the, the ideas come from? They're not right. going to come from a bunch of people just like you. It's from, you learn from the other industries. You learn from other people's experience. And, and that's the whole, you don't have to repeat the mistake again. Guess what? You don't have to repeat that mistake again because five other people did it. They're, gonna, they're, they're proud enough to tell you, yep, I went down that road. I screwed up. Here we are. Yeah, I say that to my clients all the time. I'm going to teach mm -hmm. you all the things not to do because I've already done it. Right. <laughs> Right. I think that's what makes us great as entrepreneurs is that we're willing to fail forward and go test something out, see if it works, mm -hmm. and then share that with everybody else. Yeah. And, the, and then the other piece of, of, of the whole mastery piece is picking the right expert, which is tough. Yes. Um, it's finding people who have been there and done that, have a proven track record in the discipline that you or the goal you're trying to obtain and following their recipe to a T. That is, I mean, <gasps> the whole idea of I know, you don't know. As, as crazy as it sounds, as backwards as it seems, the lesson, the lesson and the change is going to come from you following that recipe fully. And once you have done it, then you can turn around and go, I could tweak this, I could tweak that. Too many of us want to tweak early. 
No, you can't tweak mm, early. I love you, that you bring that up. Oh my gosh. You can't tweak yes. early. You got to go through it all the way to the end because that's the experience. So I'll, I'll use my world. Um, you know, part of my world is just strength training and Mark Ripito, the, the founder of starting strength. He tells people all the time, you can read my book. It's all science. It's all engineering. It tells you lever points and all that, but you are not going to be a phenomenal coach until you spend about two to three years under the bar. Cause that's where the lessons are. You can know all the theory. You can know exactly how it works. It doesn't matter if you're young, old, male, female, it doesn't matter. The two or three years you spend under the bar, doesn't even matter your genetics, whether you have, you know, the right size limbs and arms and the right muscle type. The two to three years under the bar, you're pushing yourself to slowly improving over time, making the mistakes and being corrected by someone else allows you to help somebody else down the line. Absolutely. If you try to shortcut it, yeah, you're done. Yeah, shortcuts don't work, don't work. And that's what, it's one of my pet peeves about the online mm. business world is that we see these quote unquote overnight successes where people just mm. pop up and all of a sudden they're just blowing, oh, I made $60,000 in 30 days. And I'm like, bullshit, you did. That took you five years to get to the exactly. point where you could do that. Exactly. Right? We, we, we rarely have conversations with our former self with all the work our former self has done, right? right? The things that are easy for us today are because our former self has done the work, blood, sweat, tears, <laughs> suffered, been through it, right? And then we show up today, oh, that's cake for me. So the example I can give you is you send, you send something over to me and go that you spent you know, a week hammering your head against a wall trying to figure out, yeah. and I do it in five minutes. <laughs> my, 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 my clients are always like, oh, that was only five minutes. You can't charge me that much for that. And I go, you know, I wouldn't charge you that much for it but my former self kind of got a pet peeve because mm -hmm. there's a lot of sleepless nights a lot of weeks months even years getting to the point where it takes me five minutes and i can't answer to him so you gotta pay me. absolutely right? absolutely and that's what it really is it's like yeah you spent the time to master it and because you spent the time to master it now it is really valuable to the rest of the tribe absolutely because there aren't that many other people who are as good at good at it as you are. Yeah, it's a concept of ten thousand hours, right? Mm -hmm. You become an expert in your field when you've spent ten thousand hours actually doing it, not just reading about it. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't None even know if ten thousand hours is accurate, but that's the yeah. number anyway. <laughs> we don't want to spend the ten thousand hours. I don't want to spend the ten thousand hours. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> there are some things I would spend that amount of time on. Mm -hmm. but only things I'm passionate about. The rest I'm just going to delegate to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. That works. It wins. <laughs> that works. So how has this concept of self-mastery supported you in your entrepreneurial journey? Mm, um, well, it, it, it has provided for a high level of accountability, mm. right? Where I realize that, that I have a lot of control over perceived success, perceived failure, the mm -hmm. path I take, um, the goals I achieve, and what I take from every experience, you know, the current situation in the world around public health. There's a lot of negative, but there's a ton of positive. Mm -hmm. um, there's a ton of, for me, it's a ton of awareness around how resources are used, 
who actually has an impact on my life and the people around me and their lives, right? And so the mastery part of it is, is being accountable for all of the inputs and, and, and the outputs, what you actually produce, what you actually create, what you decide not to create, what you decide to say no to as much as what you say yes to. Yeah, so mm -hmm. good. There's been a lot of no's. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah. yeah. A lot of yes, but there's been a lot of no's. Well. No is a really powerful word that a lot of us do not use often enough. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, it's, it's sort of the, you're taught this in like business school, the whole opportunity cost thing, but opportunity cost is real. Yeah. You know, it, it re, and, and many of you who work, you know, who, who've worked in corporate, it's always, oh, we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. And very few of those meetings I ever had where someone said, including me, um, okay, we're going to do this. And this is now the new priority of the day or of the week. What are we not doing? Mm. Oh, no, you got to do that too. Yeah, but if do we do we? this, 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 okay, we can try and do all of them. They're all going to suck. Yeah. They're all going to be, they're all going to overrun their costs. They're not going to deliver for the end user or the person most impacted or the team that's most impacted. And, and the bureaucracy will cover up for it because we have a ton of resources to do it, but it's all going to suck. Yep. Do a few you know things masterfully. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? Oh, by the way, Wins is hardly ever speechless. So. Right. That's a good one. <laughs> just hear you saying just one truth, huh? Yeah, just one. Uh, just one. Um, only you get to walk in your shoes. Ooh, nice. That's a that's a tweetable right there. Only you, you get to get to walk in your shoes. In the journey of a business owner, entrepreneur, it's only you. Yeah. yeah. Nobody else knows what that, that feels like. And that's valuable. Yeah. Right? Mm. And so even when you have mentorship and even when you're listening to teachers, etc., it's it's always remember it's going to be different because I, I am bringing all of my historical baggage, everything that's about me, including the personality traits that I've been born with to the table. So only I'm gonna walk through issues, right? And it's having, yeah, and, and having awareness of who I am. Yes. Who am I? What do I love? What do I hate? What do I gravitate towards? What do I run away from? Gotta be truthful about that. That's probably oh. the most important thing. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. That's one of the things that I'm so passionate about is if you are trying to start a business and you don't know who you are, stop. Go mm -hmm. figure that out first. Because mm -hmm. you're going to spend a lot of blood, sweat and tears trying to force something that you don't even like doing. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And there. And, and, and too many, too many of us have done that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah We've absolutely. All done that. We've all done that. We've all done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's go down the rabbit hole just a little bit, because I know okay. you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could share anything to our listeners about what's happening with current events. What mm -hmm. would you share? And See, I don't actually, know, you know I, what? I want to specifically drive this in a, in a particular direction, okay. just because of what's happening. You're mm -hmm. black. Speak to that. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Um... 
just all the racism and yeah, all yeah, of the, yeah, yeah. everything that's happening right now. What's your take? The winners teach history. The overlords teach history. The dominant ones teach history. And that's no matter where you are on the globe. And I think part of what's happening now is many people, at least in our part of the world, are being confronted with some of the history. And I'm very careful in that because we're not teaching all of the stories. Nope. I'm gonna flip I'm gonna flip this on on its head. People are gonna take sort of might take umbrage to it. I I I, I look at everything that's happening around us. And I've always, certain things have always popped into my head, right? As an African-American. Um, voting rights in the United States and in Canada, I'm gonna use those two countries as an example. Um, women didn't have the right to vote to the 1920s. What where the are fuck? all the where how many women would I pass on the street regardless of their ethnicity would know that to be the truth? How about the fact that they couldn't have a bank account, mm -hmm. couldn't own property in their name, had very few rights of a state mm -hmm. when the men around them passed? Mm -hmm. I, I'll give you I'll give you an example. I was at um some of your listeners who are from the U.S. might know where this is. George Washington's headquarters in Morristown, New Jersey. It's one of the places that George Washington and some of the leaders of the revolution spent a winter um, when they were fighting the British. And so basically, um, the house, it was owned by a husband and wife. Uh, the husband fought alongside Washington, and he passed, actually. He passed. Um, before Washington actually got to Morristown, New Jersey. And so during that winter, Washington shows up with his troops um, and his slaves and says, hey, uh, we need to use your house, says to this woman. And of course, um, what, 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 what transpires is as, as you go through this, it's a national park site. Um, they show you a little bit of the slaves' quarters, but not really. Um, they say they're servants. That's the, the these people are servants and, you know, me, you know, these aren't servants. <laughs> None of these people were servants. And that woman and her son and two daughters slept in a small room for the whole winter. Their whole house was taken over. Mm -hmm. And so there were questions that were coming up to the tour guide, like, well, wait a minute. Did she not have rights to, she had to eat in her room. And, 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 and the final question was, because both Martha and George Washington came back and stayed after the revolution at this home. And this woman was a widow and she didn't remarry. Mm -hmm. and, and, and someone made the comment in our party, well, how come she didn't remarry? I'm surprised she didn't take another husband during all that time. She had this property and, and I had to bite my tongue. <laughs> I'm like, um, do you not know what country you grew up in? <laughs> right. She would lose all of her rights to that to said property yep. and to the slaves that were probably working in the servants quarters this yep. new man would have rights to everything and um he could literally put her and her kids out on the street if he wanted to mm -hmm. that was legal mm -hmm. right um we barely 
Um, there's, there is a big difference between the U.S. and Canada in regards to the history that's taught in school around the indigenous people, mm-hmm. right? And so when I look at, again, my ethnicity, my race, where we are in, in society, I, I'm always cognizant of, whoa, there are people that are here before me. As the 400 years of, of oppression and slavery, there's a bunch of people that are here before me that some of them, some of their descendants still exist. Yep. Who literally are not on the radar. Yeah. They don't count. They don't show up on TV. They're not in your news. They, they are not there. They do not exist. At least I can see people who look like me in positions of power, in media, etc. They don't exist. So this is, it's so important what's happening today. But I, I hope everyone digs deep to understand where we actually are. What are the forces at play? Who's actually in control of the strings? Who's right? running the game? Who's running the game? Because the biggest factor in all of this is class. Yeah. The biggest factor, no matter where you are in the globe, is class. I tell, I tell all my colleagues, the people at the top, they don't pledge allegiance to any flag. They, they, patriotism is for us, for the masses, mm-hmm. so that they to can pacify us, us. To keep us separate. Exactly. exactly. They move freely. They have property freely. They will take your jobs and ship them to the next country that they can exploit in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And then tell you to sing the national anthem or stand at attention <laughs> or be proud of your flag and nation while they're mm-hmm. gutting your nation. Mm-hmm. Right? So in all of that, what's going on today, I want people to see the, I would hope they also see the opportunities. Yes. Awareness is huge for you. Awareness, and I know I'm diverting a little bit, but awareness to everything that's happening, listen, this is all happening. The whole attention to race and gender and relations is happening because of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. You have that vacuum, something had to fill that vacuum. Mm-hmm. Now you're seeing it on TV. You know, the, the things that, that have sparked it have been happening. Mm-hmm. And, and they're not just happening here, they're happening all over the globe to a mm-hmm. lot of people and there's a lot of other people who it's happening to that we're not paying attention to that aren't getting the front page coverage of the news, right? So in this vacuum, what are the opportunities, right? They're vast. They're vast, yeah. What happens when you, know, you have a lockdown and commercial flight is gone and now you can't get parts for fill in the blank industry, mm-hmm. right? opportunity yeah there's a whole bunch of people who are dealing with that today can't get parts for your computer can't get parts for your car can't get parts for your machinery can't get toilet paper can't get toilet paper (laughs) you can't get oh you think you you think you live in a first world country and you can make masks but you have to wait for the fabric the elastic the filter Mm -hmm. but you live in a first world country right and then your leaders are arguing about Who's going to ship the mask to who and which countries they can get to as if 
they're the ones producing the mass. But in reality, they're still coming across the ocean in a ship or in the bottom mm-hmm. of a plane. Mm-hmm. Right? That's real. Yeah. That's real. And while that part of the world, they're turning over factories in 24 hours, it's taken us four weeks to do it. Right? That's and we live real. in a first world country. And we live in a first world country. That's real. <laughs> That's a wake-up call. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When, when Apple goes... Um, yeah, you know the new phone we're going to release? We kind of got to delay that because we can't get the parts. We can't produce them. Yeah. That That's says a lot. real. That, that says, says a, lot. a lot. You think it's made? No, it's not made here. It's no. not. Right? No. There's so much. I mean, There's so we, much. Could spend, we could spend oh, tons, yeah. but I want, <laughs> I'm wishing for everyone in this that their eyes are open. Awareness Looking is past the clouds. And, and in that, they're going to start to see the opportunities. There are whole industries that have been disrupted forever. Mm-hmm. And there are now new opportunities. Yeah. Whole ways of our life that are disrupted forever. Yep. For a, this, is a, this is a huge sea change. There's going to be tons of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? Do you see them? Are you prepared? Ugh. So good. So good. I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. Thank you. One last question before Mm -hmm. we say goodbye to our listeners. What do you dream of for the world? That we one day figure out that we are all in this together. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here today, Wins. I, as always, appreciate all the conversations with you. Thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired or you think that this can help somebody else land into a sense of self-mastery so that they can understand their own limitless power as well, please share this out, point them in the right direction, and help out another beautiful soul. I will see you next week.